Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. From the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Huge show. Weeknights at 6 p.m. on a tape-delayed basis on a.m. 7.30 in Lansing. Timmy, standing by. How you doing, my friend? Good, Bill. How are you today? Good to talk to you. Good. I stayed up. I, I, I like the late games. You know, I can take care of things. The kids settle down, and I can uh, watch them live. And uh, first 12 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, State's in trouble. I don't know if they're going to win another game this season. And then right before halftime, that seven, six, seven minutes, it kind of got a little groove. And the second half, they played their best half of the year. Well, that's basketball. That's the Big Ten. I was not surprised. I had a friend text me when they were down 37-22, and he said, who wins? And I said, no sweat. State wins this. I thought it'd be closer than 13 points. And I always say, Bill, on athletic competition, when you have these types of games where it's one-sided, then it goes the other way, then it goes back, it isn't just one team winning or losing. I think it takes two to tango. And you got to have everybody contribute to this. you got to have Nebraska playing no defense whatsoever in the second half. But I think the only reason State struggled in the first half is they just missed shots. And uh, in the second half, they went in. But Nebraska, when I watch them, I say to myself, how in the world did they ever win eight games in the Big Ten? But they have, and uh, I mean, I'm, I am i don't buy all the rhetoric every single year about how this is the greatest conference, top to bottom in America. Every coach says that about every conference. I discard all that stuff and just use, like anybody else, take your own opinion. And uh, although this is a year I don't think anybody stands out anywhere so that it's that wide open. And frankly, I think Nebraska's got the record that it had simply because they can now play with other teams where they couldn't before because there aren't any other standout teams. That wasn't as a big a shock to me last night, though, as watching the first game. I mean, the last time I'd seen Indiana, they went to Purdue and won by eight to sweep them during the season. Then they go to Indiana last night. They won by 22. Iowa did. And I could have gone to DraftKings, and if you'd offered me uh, Indiana at home at 21 points, I think I might have put a few dollars down on that. Then I would have lost. So figuring this stuff out, I think, is really tough to do. And speaking of trying to figure things out, and we've seen the ups and downs in game in this season, or in season for both Michigan and Michigan State, the question I'm throwing out to the audience today, who's going to have a deeper Big Ten tourney run, Michigan or Michigan State? Well, Without copping out, I guess I'd kind of like to see what the matchups are. I mean, I think the Big Ten tournament is absolutely, with, with except for those on the bottom, except for five teams, say, on the bottom, I think the thing's wide open. I, I mean, I, it, I, I kind of got to know who everybody's going to play. The other thing is, Bill, I think the only thing I think is a team that's going to win a Big Ten tournament will be the team that only has to play three games. I think four is I think four is a moat in the middle between game three and four for anybody that's got to do it. So, you know, Michigan theoretically could still be the number two seed. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Michigan's going to win a game this week. I think they'll come close, but I just do not see them you know, winning those two road games. Although after you watch Indiana last night, you'd probably say to yourself, well, why not? But you know Indiana's going to play better at home than what they did last night. I I think both of them are like every other Big Ten team. There are times they both really play well. And then there are times they both play awful, okay? The difference which makes it a mystery is these games coming up are going to be on a neutral floor. There's no home court or road court advantage or disadvantage. And we haven't seen them play in that setting 
all year against each other in conference play, and it's in Chicago. So nobody's going to get kind of a you know an advantage, in my opinion, there. Other than the fact that the bottom five or so, I throw out right away those teams that don't you know that don't play early on. I don't think they've got a shot. They might win a game or two, and that's it. If State plays like it did in the second half and shoots that well, well, you know, if Iowa shoots like it has shot the last two games, well, look out. But is Iowa going to shoot like it did three or four games previously where they didn't make anything? I, I, it's, it's amazing to me because I think the analysis this year, especially in this Big Ten men's tournament, is really tough to figure simply because of the location being on a neutral floor. And in the regular season, Big Ten games are not played on neutral floors. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you that it will be when we see the Big Ten tourney bracket and looking at the updated standings. Purdue thirteen and five, they have at least a tie for the Big Ten regular season title. Maryland eleven and seven, Northwestern eleven seven, and there's Michigan. You know, where Michigan's the last one in on Palms bracketology. We're talking about them on the bubble, and they have a realistic shot at finishing second in the Big Ten. Right, but his bracketology to me is way premature because he's either going to be dead on right because they're going to have a good week or it's not going to make any difference because they'll lose two. And then the only way that they can get in that I see it is by winning the Big Ten tournament. So, I mean, when, when those bracket things come out, I say, well, yeah, that's all great, but look at the games that are ahead. There's a value in there as to whether they're going to get in or get out depending on how they do with what they have left. Well, Michigan's got a tough schedule left. Now, they can take advantage of it. If they win, you know, you and me and Paul, baby makes three. I mean, we all know that they're going to get in if they win two against those two teams on the road. If they win one, well, then it gets a little dicier because then how do you do in the Big Ten tournament? I it's, I just think, I mean, even in Purdue's case, Bill, I'm not convinced Purdue's going to win at Wisconsin tomorrow. I mean, they, you know, they just got beat at home again. They've struggled in the last two weeks or so. You know Wisconsin's going to play like crazy at home in that game. Wisconsin played pretty well at Ann Arbor, I thought, and hung in and hung in and hung in, and they'll play hard. And then uh, I think Purdue could go home Sunday and win on senior day against Illinois, but I'd rather play somebody other than Illinois because that team's so crazy. They'll either get beat by 20 or win by 15, and uh, and that's how nuts it is. The only thing that's definitive is the next game Purdue wins gives it the outright Big Ten title in a year when there's been enormous parity and in a year where you've got the champion that will have lost at least five of the 20 games, and I don't think that happens very often. So how many, when it's all said and done, will hear their name from the Big Ten on Selection Sunday for the NCAA Tournament? Well, I think the Big Ten gets a tremendous amount of positive publicity, Bill, in a variety of ways. So every single year for them, you know, they get usually eight or nine. Now, the reality is only three of them currently are ranked in the top 25. So that, to me, shows that, you know, that there is not a standout team. But again, to me, there is a lot of parity across America. I can't possibly fathom nine. I would think this is more like eight. I think what's more interesting, especially in Michigan State's case, is where is it going to get seeded? Uh, because they're going to probably beat Ohio State. One would think that they could have a reasonable Big Ten run if they don't go into those lapses. So if they get to 20 wins, you know, where do you seed them? Are you seed them on the basis of 11 losses? Or do you seed them on the basis as to how they finished the season and where they started to play, you know, with the exception of the end of the Iowa game and the end of the Michigan game a little bit better? I think, I think that's going to be interesting. And if there's any way State could get to a sixth seed, that means the second game on the 
first weekend, providing they win the first one, to me would be much more attainable for them because I do think either the seven or the eight nine, you really got to play well in that game, uh, you know, to advance and have somewhat of an upset. But I wouldn't want to play them either, Bill. I think State's always a hassle to play. You really don't know what you're going to get other than the fact they're going to play their brains out. They're going to play with depth. They're not going to quit. They're going to hang in, hang in, hang in. And even if you get them down, like last night, they can come back because what is what they do, uh, which is kind of the fun and the intrigue of the tournament, you know, moving forward. You know, I was going through the Big Ten standings that if you're going to just take eight, and I agree with you, you have Purdue, Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan, Indiana, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State would be your eight right now. Rutgers has a great net 32 they'd be out Penn State would be out Wisconsin would be out so I think you're looking at and why Michigan's games at Illinois and at Indiana are important because Indiana now is an 11 and 8 team that you know you're you're looking at Penn State and or Michigan I think Rutgers net will help them Illinois loses to Michigan they could be put on the bubble. There's some really interesting dynamics here. Iowa and Michigan are closing late. Uh, Michigan's won their last three. Iowa, the last two over Michigan State and Indiana. They look like they weren't going to the tournament when they're down 13 with 90 seconds to go. So still another weekend and the Big Ten tournament to try and figure this out for the NCAA tourney. Oh, it's wide open. I mean, so today some guy presses me on if you had a dark horse for the Big Ten tournament, who would you come up with? Well, I don't know who you could even call the favorite, mm. to be perfectly honest I agree. with you. However, I said, you know, throw in Maryland. Just just because Maryland's got athletes, that coach is dead serious. They've improved from a slow start. Michigan State didn't have to play at Maryland. Maryland's very good at home. There, you never know on the road with them. But I said, if you got to throw somebody in there, you know, let's take a look and see what Maryland can do. But I tell you, Bill, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily put Michigan or Michigan State, especially Michigan State, out of it. It's just, you know, remember back in January, all I heard from the Big Ten ever, oh my golly, this Rutgers team. I mean, they are the best, second best team in the league, and they're moving up and Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers. But look, now they won't make the tournament. I mean, the ups and downs for every single one of the, even Northwestern, okay, they had a great little run, but, you know, they then their schedule got tougher. Now they got Penn State at home next on senior night. If they don't win that, they got another brutal road game to end it. So at the best, I see them finishing at one and one. I mean, they'll go into the tournament, get, you know, seated six, seven, whatever it's going to be, win a game or whatever, and then they'll be done, and that ends the season and all that. But this will be an intriguing Big Ten tournament because I don't even think you can call Purdue an overwhelming favorite. The games are not in Indianapolis nearby. They're in Chicago. And you just wonder, has Purdue kind of hit a wall? And Purdue's going to go into that Big Ten tournament off of two very difficult games at Wisconsin and against Illinois at home. They're not playing the easiest teams, and I don't know how well they match up against either one. And for Illinois' sake, too, Bill, Illinois could really use a win at Purdue, in my opinion, to put itself in a far more advantageous position, not only in the Big Ten tournament, but the NCAA tournament. They've all looked great at times. You know, and then you saw Illinois the other day, as well as they played at times, Ohio State beat them, and Illinois made 6 out of 29 shots from three-point. I mean, so who's going to show up for these games? You tell me, because I'll tell you what, it's a mystery to me. 
Tim Stout's never a mystery because he's on air weekday mornings, 10 a.m. Stout on sports on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You see him on TV, Lansing State Journal. Huge show is tape delayed and airs weeknights Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Tim, always good stuff when we talk. Look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely, Bill. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon.